Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 54th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Liam Land. And this is Blue Star. So this is a thing that happened to me this week. Uh, I was on a conference call with a coworker of mine, and all I was doing was talking about a project we were working on, and suddenly my glasses just broke and fell off my face. And uh, I don't really understand why it happened. The piece, like a piece of metal broke off inside the only thing i was doing was talking so see this is uh, actually funny because in the last like two weeks i also had my glasses break and fall off my face um, talking not i i was just sitting at my desk i wasn't even talking um but the the screw that held the nose pad into the glasses just like fell out and like i found it on my sleeve <laughs> and i'm like huh what's this and then the nose pad <laughs> fell out fell out too and i'm like oh that must be what that is <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, the part I didn't that actually this is... holds the screw in is completely stripped, and yes, I have since lost the screw. Me. Yeah, so I actually have my glasses held together. Uh, I, I sewed them back together. Oh, that's you that's sewed clever. them back together. <laughs> I that's sewed clever. my glasses back together. <laughs> so uh, oh, it's that, been that, working. Yeah, but... that's better. Than, I was I was thinking about like taping them up like a like a nineteen eighties uh, like like a revenge of the nerds style like glasses <laughs> uh but it, yeah so now uh i have to explain to my wife who thinks i talk too much just because she's laconic uh she's the <laughs> she's the one who doesn't really talk as much in in the uh uh in the household and and i'm the more chatty one so now i have to t- explain to her how my glasses broke I, I talked my glasses into breaking. They just, that's all I was they doing. They give up. Talking. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, all right, we're out. We quit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, it, it couldn't find the part. Um, uh, so we had to order like a, a completely new pair of, of, uh, of glasses. It was just kind of cheaper to do that. So I get them uh, hopefully in a week. Um, but until then, I basically kind of cock my head to the side and balance. It's kind of like a double monocle at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it's just probably another word for glasses, but uh, it's just like one thing on my ear and then the other side is just gone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's they're been like, an adventure. Uh, they're like spectacles. Yes. Yeah. I'm having a hard time not calling them bionicles. <laughs> yeah. It's spectacle. Um, so another another Dragon Quest ish news. Um, it was uh, it's my it's my birthday on Wednesday uh, on the ninth. Um, but we celebrated this past weekend. We went to the Dragon Quest Cafe local to us, and uh, um, my wife got us a cake. And we weren't sure how it was going to pan out uh, because uh, the the cake owner um, said like, "Oh, we don't really do like specialized cakes," and so uh, Tomoko had to kind of bribe the guy five bucks. Like that's all it took was like to to bend beyond his principles was just five dollars extra to to make the slime cake and I she didn't know what it was gonna look like I didn't know what it was gonna look like and I was like all right well this is either gonna look really good or terrible and either way I'm down for it if it's if it's bad it's gonna be really funny uh, but it ended up being really amazing and uh, I posted some photos to Instagram we'll put that in the show notes um, it, the the slime itself that was like on top of the cake was actually full of cream cheese um and uh my four-year-old who was like crazy excited about the cake uh he just tasted it and he was just like yeah i don't i don't like this (laughs) so (laughs) uh it ended up uh you know we got we got extra leftovers um so yeah we'll go to a different cake shop for his birthday but uh but yeah it's uh it was 
it was a fun time uh, at a, a Coco uh, Coco Lagata, uh, or I think they're rebranded now Coco Meow. Um, and uh, I just want to thank everyone at the uh, the cake shop, which was called uh, Bright Sparks. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's just fun having that kind of uh, uh, place. And uh, we were just talking actually before the record how we don't have enough of those places in the U.S. And I was thinking, you know what? Not until the fans actually, you know, have their own restaurant and just dump a bunch of Dragon Quest merch in there. Or, you know, I was talking about um, uh, opening up my own Square Enix Cafe in New York. Uh, and you know, you, you get a bunch of final fantasy stuff in there to draw the crowds, but you make them walk through the dragon quest area to get to that. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to, uh, you have to order something off the dragon quest menu to get to the final fantasy. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you um, have to buy dragon quest eight to get the final fantasy 12 demo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is why a lot of people bought dragon quest eight. But you know, hopefully that uh, brought a lot of attention. So, I we all we always joked around, you know, like if you want to sell Dragon Quest uh, more in the U.S., just slap the Final Fantasy name on, like they did with uh, Final Fantasy Adventure and all that. Um, all right, but uh, let's uh, we 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 have our guests on here uh, that we'd like to welcome to the party. So let's say hi to Sell. Hello. Um, glad, so, glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to. Uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, some DQ9 uh, 3D VR modding. Is that what you would what you would refer yeah, to? Yeah, it, it's something similar along those lines. Cool. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit, but uh, I did want to talk about the the big rumor from uh, from last month. So, in a New Year's letter, uh, Square Enix president uh, Yuso. Yosuke Matsuda uh, said uh, the metaverse was a hot topic in 2021, inspiring a lively global conversation first about what the metaverse is and then what about what sort of business opportunities it presents. The advent of NFTs using blockchain technology significantly increases the liquidity of digital goods, enabling the trading of a variety of such goods at high prices and sparking conversations the world over. Um, so then he goes on to say he realizes the current controversy surrounding NFTs, but expects it to normalize eventually. Um, so I kind of just wanted to get your thoughts. Like, what does everyone think about the possibility of Dragon Quest NFTs? Uh, because I had written uh, a tweet that got a little bit more uh, presence than normal. Um, I just said, like, you know, just putting it out there. Uh, I don't want anything to do with Dragon Quest NFTs, um, you know, not selling heroes, locations, events, monetizing the vast collection of digital monster art. Uh, it's not for me. The tweet uh, got a little bit more attention than I'm used to on Twitter. And uh, <laughs> a bunch of people started quoting it out of context, saying like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Liam's right. You know, screw the franchise. And like, I'm not playing Dragon Quest anymore if they do that. And I was like, whoa, that is. Not at all what I was saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm not going to get into the NFT side of it if uh, if that happens. So, what do you what are your thoughts on that, uh, Blue and Cell? Cell, you want to do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, personally, again, not my cup of tea. I mean, if I want Dragon Quest art, I'll just commission an artist. You know, I've got a lot yeah. of artist friends, and you know, they're heavily against you know NFTs. They'd rather mm -hmm. commissions and all that. So, from that perspective, yeah, uh, um, I'll stay out of. The nfts personally yeah blue how about you i'm not gonna lie the whole thing has been explained to me several times but it still like goes over my head a little bit of like mm -hmm. how it all works and right 
I mean, I guess even as far as like money goes, it all it all seems just kind of, you know, it has value because someone has told you it has value. It's not right. like nothing. Nothing is real, at least the, <laughs> that, not to yes, get like super yeah. duper conspiracy theorist or anything. Right, right. Um, unfortunately, when he says that he expects it to normalize eventually, I can definitely see that happening. Right. Especially from a standpoint of, you know, like the people who are controlling all of that, uh-huh. if they decide that's how it's going to be, like, yeah, yeah. there's not going to be a whole lot we can do about it. Yeah, yeah. Which is unfortunate. And, well, but... it depends on what level they also get into, right? Because uh, you know, when I was originally writing that that tweet out, I was thinking just in terms of you know, in general, if they're gonna if they're gonna be like, all right, now you get to own this golem for ten thousand dollars or whatever, you know, and and then yeah, I I I, I don't know how the I don't know how the pricing works. I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Throwing a number out. Yeah, if there's only one golem, and and you know, and uh or ha- however that works uh, um you know if, if they're going to do something like that um and that's that's going to normalize uh that's what i was expecting it to be but then somebody else uh who you know took the tweet in a different direction was like yeah if they bake that into the game and i was like what <laughs> i was like oh no no i hope not <laughs> you know i could see that doing like them doing that in like a gotcha game but like if they baked it into uh you know dragon Dragon Quest 12, not to start any rumors or anything, that would definitely be something that uh, is a detriment to the game, in my opinion. Um, you know, so I hope, I hope if it's going to normalize, I hope it normalizes at some point after Dragon Quest 12 comes out. <laughs> <laughs> at least give me Dragon Quest 12. <laughs> yes, preferably Dragon Quest 12 through 17. Why stop um, there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep it out of the mainline because... series, at least. Yeah. <laughs> keep it off the mainline series, please. That's our uh <laughs> keep it off the mainline and the spin-offs, you know, go for it on gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> Just create an NFT gotcha game and I w- and and then that's great. Put it all in that one game, then we don't have to play it. <laughs> uh all right. So, anybody else have any any thoughts on the kind of like NFT side? Somehow it, you, like you were saying blue, somehow it it um uh, it harms the environment somehow. I, I don't really understand it fully either. It it, it it somehow harms the environment. They tied blockchain into it. Uh, Which they... blockchain is related to Bitcoin, but that also yeah, it's still like... kind of goes over my head. And right. I'm, Why... I'm like... I'm like decently tech savvy. I'm an engineer and this stuff is going over my head. So like, I, <laughs> I think it's just the amount of power that is used to process like a transaction and that is harming the environment. At least that's how I understood it as. Yeah. But it's just like selling a JPEG though. Right. You know, it's, does it have to be tied into like a cryptocurrency? I think the receipt for your transaction of buying the JPEG is like super encrypted that's like the main catching point other than that i really don't understand but conceptually it could just be like hey uh i did i made this jpeg you give me five bucks and you can have it yeah so (laughs) or you know ten thousand dollars something along those lines they gotta get money somehow (laughs) i mean golems are worth ten thousand dollars but oh yeah gold 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 ones yeah (laughs) definitely be the fake gold golem from nine <laughs> the gold plated one yeah that's a good metaphor for it um all right so uh we'll, we'll get into the the dq9 uh 3d vr modding uh but first uh let's get to know our guest all ah, right hello. so sell <laughs> 
How did you come up with your username? And you know, are are there any other names that you go by on in different places? Oh boy! So <laughs> on Reddit, um, I've been uploading, uh, I guess, every couple months or so uh, on an account called Retro Spook. And <laughs> when I was really young, I made the an account called Retro Gamer Thirty Two, and I made the Reddit account in Halloween, so it kind of mashed together. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, that's how the Reddit, uh, name was picked, but I chose Cell a while ago just because I was really heavily into Pokemon and, um, I really like the Pokemon Celebi. So I just kind of shortened that down and then my friends started calling me at that and then here I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so how did, how did you originally get into the Dragon Quest series? Um, so my dad, when I was super, like when the game first came out, um, asked like if I had if I wanted any games for my DS, and I was like, oh, that game looks cool, Dragon Quest Nine. And come to find out, that's my favorite game of all time. Nice. <laughs> Been playing it for thousands on thousands of hours. Oh boy. So yeah. obviously, Dragon Quest Nine is up there. But what are some of your other favorite games in the series, like even including spinoff games? Um. I really like the uh, the other games on the DS, but I haven't really got touched many of the other Dragon Quest games on like other consoles and devices. But um, I really, really like the Dragon Quest Monsters Joker series. One and two I've played on the DS. Um, I really like the Dragon Quest Hero series. I, I actually managed to play a good amount of that on Steam. And um, I haven't really played many other Dragon Quest games beyond those. <laughs> I, I feel like a <laughs> fake Dragon Quest fan, oh no. <laughs> well, I just don't have I mean, the free time with you know projects and all that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's ten thousand hours into Dragon Quest Nine, and you call yourself a fake fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, we all have those things that, uh, you know, we don't really like to admit to. I, I've actually never played the Joker series um, and only recently, uh, like maybe three years ago, started playing, re replaying like Monsters 1 and then played played two and uh and caravan heart uh which i've actually people... i've actually never played the normal monsters games i've only played oh, yeah? joker one and two so oh they're definitely worth uh uh playing through uh especially the second one the second one uh um kobe and, and tara's adventure kobe's journey and tara's adventure are it's uh it's the same game with uh from two different character perspectives but uh it's i just want really them to localize good. it man like the 3D uh, ones yeah, no, look so even, good, but I want them to be localized. <laughs> yeah, well, they, there is a fan translation, but um, I know I haven't the, I haven't uh, uh, done the research in order to point. make that work. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have an episode about it, but um, it's definitely uh, the 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 game and even on Game Boy Colors, which the version I played uh, still holds up. Um, but yeah, the, there's the that's one of the things that I've I I own the Joker series at least uh, one and two. Um, and uh, I need to start uh, playing those, but at the moment I'm still working on a couple other stuff in the backlog. Um, but yeah, that's those are those are great um, uh, additions, and it's always it's never a problem to have more Dragon Quest to play. Well, yeah, there there's just so much Dragon Quest out there. Yeah. Um, so do you have any uh, any favorite? Uh, characters or monsters i'm gonna be real the only character i could think of off the top of my head is the crackpot from dragon quest 9 the alchemy pot just uh, i've loved the music I, I always go to craft there just after countless hours 
always coming back to hearing the derpy music yeah Love yeah that that's music. a that's a, it's an interesting theme it's kind of like uh i don't know it's it's like all over the place uh for like a composition but it's very catchy at the same time um is, is, would you consider you consider that like more of a character uh do you have a favorite monster i don't really most of the time i just see the monsters as an obstacle <laughs> although i really like the boss I like the boss uh, in, uh, what was it, Bad Sereg. Um, I like saying the name Lauren Sotsarel. <laughs> That's about the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Monsters are just kind of in the way. Lars Dasteras and Saren Yes, those two. <laughs> I, I love how you just rattled that off, Blue. I could not, uh, I, even, <laughs> even reading it, I'd probably have trouble with that one. <laughs> Gosh, how it's many years has it been be since sure. I've played that story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any favorite mechanics in the dragon quest games so like monster collecting job classes casinos alchemy i like min maxing in any game i play so i love the job system in nine because i can get everything to 99 and then i can do it again <laughs> over and over until i have everything maxed uh, yeah. as well as the monster synthesis and uh the Joker series because I love being able to pass down the traits from one to another and just seeing how your monster there would be created. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I'll have to uh, I'll have to prioritize that one in the queue. Um, I prefer so, the first Joker game over the second as well. It's just oh, yeah? something's what? different about the second. So uh, I, I've actually heard a lot of there, there are a lot of people who don't like the first Joker game. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I feel I feel like the narrative in the first Joker game is a little better. The second one, you're just kind of like dropped in the middle of nowhere, and like that's that's the whole story. That's it. Um, but yeah, I I, de- I definitely enjoy both of them. No, were there there was more DLC element added to the second one because I remember that coming out around the time of Dragon Quest Nine, and a lot of people were were kind of tagging or doing something uh, along those same lines uh, when. I was going to the Dragon Quest Nine meetups in New York City. Uh, I know there was a lot of arena. There, there was a lot of PvP contests in Dragon in Joker Two. I never participated in any of them because I am allergic to PvP. Um, <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that's all I can really think of. If there's other DLC, I do not know about it. So. I actually, I think, I think there's DLC monsters that you can just get, mm-hmm. but not 100 percent sure. Yeah, which you probably wouldn't be able to get, you know, without hacking or and if there's a server like a fan run server ping like there is for DQ9 at this yeah. point. No, I don't even know about Joker two <laughs> or. Okay, I'll have to look into that. So, um, so getting into uh, into uh, you're actually doing some VR modding uh, and and creating. Uh, you know, taking the Dragon Quest Nine game and, and turning it into uh, a 3D VR. Uh, so what inspired you to get into that, into 3D modding? So funnily enough, the lockdown. <laughs> so when the lockdown started, um, I got a VR headset because I keep, I was getting a good amount of money at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I, I decided to get this game called VR Chat. And in that game, someone managed to turn the entirety of Xenogears into a VR Chat map. And I was walking through the Xenogears map and I was wondering, wow, just it'd be really cool to walk through dragon quest 9 like this so i started looking into it and at first i gave up the idea but i eventually came back around and 
looked into it again at the time. Uh, there was a program developed in 2019, and that was the program I needed to really get all the files that I needed out of nine. Because mm. I, I have like no good programming experience. I couldn't do that without the help of other people. <laughs> oh, that's cool, though. I, I, and uh, VR Chat is the name of the program that you used to, to uh, video enable, yeah. uh, so 3D enable it? The way VRChat works is they allow user uploaded content, but you have to build it in Unity. So you, you have to use a game engine, just like game developers have to use to upload map files and characters and whatever, what, what have you. Hmm. So it's the exact same way as if I were building a standalone game. It's just I don't have to develop the backend VR side of things and just um they have a server hosted you know free servers so you could just join whenever cool so was there was there someone or some like specific event that motivated motivated you to get into a dq9 modding project or was it just seeing the xenogears and being like huh i wonder it, it was a lot of the Xenogears, huh, I wonder. But there was also a group in VR chat um, called VR Travelers, and they go through worlds and they tell stories through those worlds. And I thought it would be really interesting to tell retell the story of Nine through like that medium, because it's more of like a storybook telling than anything else. So that that's what was the second wave of inspiration for me, really, to get back into it. Um, so so you already you already walked us through kind of a basic summary of how you're mod modifying it um uh can you talk a little bit about um about some of the the multiplayer aspects of it like are, is any of that preserved or um is it all done um, through an emulator so you're unable it's to more connect of, with others the way vr chat works is that they have servers hosted in like any map any portal i guess you can you want you can go to it you can go with up to like 40 of your friends to this one map but um, when it comes to the original Dragon Quest like uh, files, sadly, a lot of them were encrypted, and I don't know how to un like uh, unencrypt them. And mm -hmm. uh, I know on the Yggdrasil modding server, we looked into a lot of the hex data for those uh, config files, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is like really, really well <laughs> hidden and encrypted. Mm -hmm. um, so if I want to recreate like combat and things, I'm going to have to do it from scratch, looking at like how other people like like on wikis and things like that and uh, currently i just want to get the game in the in vr chat first and maybe yeah. take it in that in that okay. direction eventually but in theory would you be able to connect do you think with other players through uh you know vr chat or, or uh whatever software you're using to play uh and get the multiplayer going like in you know conceptually if you if you had a developer uh, who could help with that encrypted uh, uh, or decrypting that, that locked If data. we could get those files decrypted, um, mm -hmm. it would be immensely better for just developing the like combat and stuff. The problem is in a VR medium, you can't just really do turn-based as easily. So mm -hmm. you'd have to de re develop a new system for the combat. Um, I guess you could do turn-based. It's just developing it in Unity and... I'm kind of restricted by VR chat itself, but I don't want to develop a whole backend system in my own servers for VR. So it's just the easiest method for me. Okay. 
So uh, uh, just getting back to that, so how does that work? So like the maps and, and the towns and everything are in 3D, but when you get to the battle, it goes back to kind of normal? Is that? I've not developed works? any sort of combat or battles yet. It's currently, um, you can go to like the observatory, and from there you can interact with like portals and doors to move throughout the map normally. Like I've got a, a portal to like the Starflight Express, and um, oh, okay. you can't really fly around with it because I've developed that, but... Um, um, you can also go to the overworld map and from there, you know, interact with the towns and walk through them like you would do it in the game, mm-hmm. but not as well because I don't have all of the original animations. So I had kind of to make do where I where I could. Currently, it's just exploring the maps and seeing everything in VR. Awesome. So what are some of the <clears throat> other limitations that you've run into during the modding process? <laughs> So there are 5,740 uh, individual asset files for ev- for all, all of the game like combined. And so, you know, like the game has a day-night cycle. So for every house, there is a separate uh, lights on, lights off, like a asset. There's a separate window asset for day and night. Um, just combining all of those, as well as using Blender to uh, make things look good in V in vr because the backs of like most objects are gone um limitation wise as well um um oh yeah i don't have access to any of the weapon or armor models as well as the files for the dialogue but if those were unencrypted i would have access to all those Uh, it would be be able to pick up the weapon in dragon quest 9 and just like look at it in your hand (laughs) i really wanted that that. would be awesome (laughs) i was not able to and i i still have kind of keeping an eye out for like other um like ripping software and other you know mm-hmm. modding software but i've really not found anything else that lets me unencrypt that very specific gp2 file in the um, uh, yeah blue you well, just inspired. I don't know. so what you might be able to do is i know we have a lot of the 3d model files from dragon quest of the stars and a lot of those weapons were similar hmm oh, if i could be like wonder... uh, i wouldn't be opposed to like i guess the word kit bashing uh grabbing files from another game as long as they like matched up with the original like the files you would normally find in uh dragon quest 9 yeah mm. yeah that's interesting though blue you, you also mentioned something that kind of inspired me to uh think about if you're rebuilding the battle system could it be done more like like a swords thing where you're slashing if it's in vr you could potentially you know you're you're actually physically slashing at a you know uh, i know lately i've been playing uh there's a vr mmo that came out and i've been playing that it's called zenith but um i would i don't know how that would really translate like oh do this specific action and do a dragon slash or a falcon slash i I wouldn't know exactly that yeah that's a good point (laughs) the amount of slashes keeping track of what player has access to what skills Right. Dragon, you know, Dragon Quest 9 did a lot of things. Uh-huh. Well, in yeah, in swords, I think you had to do kind of some kind of dramatic stance. Like you thrust the sword up in the air, <laughs> thrust the Wii remote up in the air, and then slash it in a certain way. Uh, I can imagine that would look hilarious with someone watching someone do that in a VR headset. <laughs> oh, that would. <laughs> um, Definitely. So uh, how does the mod differentiate between uh, 2D and 3D elements? So I, I know that some of the sp- NPC sprites, uh, depending on the level of interaction, were rendered uh, with multiple ang- angles versus the less defined, more pixelated 2D sprites. Um, so uh, mm, were you continuing that? No, <laughs> no, no, that's it. OK. So um, a lot of the 2D sprites um, are saved in like sprite sheet format. Um, 
and again, they're more of the encrypted files. They're used less frequently. But a lot of the 3D NPCs are um, are rigged properly. They have correct animations. They have a lot more care put into them, basically. <laughs> um, and I was able to rip all of the uh, the 3D files for the NPCs. So I have access to all of those NPCs. But a lot of the the sprite NPCs, I do not. Um, when it comes to like the level of interactability, um, I haven't really worked out any system for interacting with NPCs yet. It's a lot, but it's been a lot more Blender modeling than anything else lately. So it sounds like this modding technology is not specific to Dragon Quest IX. So could this technically be used to bring other classic Dragon Quest games into the third dimension? I was theorizing about that when I saw the first when I saw the question on the outline. Um, I thought that um, it wasn't at first, but looking into it, it seems like every DS Dragon Quest game I should be able to grab the 3D assets from. So after this, possibly Dragon Quest Monsters Joker series? I don't know. <laughs> oh. What about uh, Dragon Quest? 4, 5, and 6. Maybe even 7 or 8, right? If you, if you can uh, those it. are the 3D. Uh, those are the uh, 3DS. Um, so they use a different file format, and it wouldn't run through this program. Someone would have to develop another program or even modify this program to read .cia file formats. Gotcha. Rats. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Rats, imagine being able to walk through a... I don't know. People managed to get Xenogears out of like PlayStation One and Two. I don't. It's probably there's probably a way to get Eight out. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. <laughs> um, yeah, they, Blue and I were talking the, uh, on the Discord uh, about this recently, but uh, there's so many. There's like at least three different versions of Eight. So um, you know, it's each one of them does something better than the other. So you know, how do you mod it? Uh, do you take the graphics from the mobile version and add in uh, the extra content from the 3DS version and the voice acting and, <laughs> and all that? So, uh, yeah, there's a lot that could be done. Hopefully they do a re-release and just give us a definitive edition with uh, with all of the bells and whistles. Would, yeah, let me I play it on PC, that. please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always said that Dragon Quest VIII, when they when they developed the game, it wasn't meant to be a handheld game. So the mm-hmm. fact that they decided to put it on the 3DS is just huh. <laughs> I love the 3DS version, don't get me wrong, but it always makes me a little bit sad when I have to pick how to recommend people to play it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people just love that extra content. They want to marry Jessica, uh, so that becomes their their definitive the definitive wrong. edition. <laughs> My profile picture does not give anything away, but they are wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the correct answer is Horse Medea. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Um, so are there, uh, are there any other, uh, future projects, uh, you're looking into anything Dragon Quest related besides, uh, I kind of alluded to it, but I really want to be able to walk through like the Joker series of games. If, if it works out as well as nine worked out, then mm-hmm. definitely, um, Joker one and two. And then after that, maybe looking into like seeing how the other Dragon Quest games work, but it's a lot of files to work with. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, even if you just take the original like NES version and throw that into like a 3D world, how awesome would that be? Just going through and like walking through that. You'd have to like develop your own like system for that because it would just be a flat plane with colors. If yeah, of course, it would probably look something a little bit more like a Minecraft or Builders type. (laughs) I mean, there is there is already a mod that uh, lets you play NES games in 3D. It's like blocky rather than anything else. So I, I know uh, Berurian was streaming Dragon Quest 2, or I guess it would be the original Dragon Warrior 2 on the Discord a while back, but unfortunately his save file died with his hard drive, so oh, we'll never no. get to see the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, uh, I've seen that done for, for Super Mario Brothers, which is which is an interesting, <laughs> like taking the 2D plane and making it 3D. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be interesting, the kind of the possibilities for something like that. The blue. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> do you have an estimated sort of release date for the project for when other um, people might get to? You can see my current progress, actually. So VRChat's the free program. You can run it in desktop and in VR. So you don't even need VR to be able to walk through the world in 3D. So um, you could just look at like Dragon, like DQ9, and then in like the world search function, and you should be able to just join the world and be able to kind of wander around. And then I've got like a little patch notes, little menu there, and it'll kind of show you what I've added recently. Uh, but um, as for a release date, I am like a third of the way done, and it's been a year. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I'm not even planning on doing like every area, like, but I've got 326 areas that I'm planning on adding to this map, I could say. Wow. And awesome. It's just a lot. <laughs> um, so, Cell, is there a VR tech that you'd recommend uh, for playing? Um, if you have a PC powerful enough, um, I'd recommend the Quest 2. Um, you can run it standalone, but um, to view my world and my progress on the Dragon Quest 9. You need to connect it to a PC so your PC can render all the heavy stuff. Um, but other than that, I use an index, which is a you know thousand dollars. So it's kind of a little up there, I guess. If you're okay with some older technology, like the Rift S, also is possible. But mm-hmm. the current VR tech is kind of a monopoly of the the Quest Two and the Index and maybe the HTC Vive. Uh, it's still playable on a PC though, as well, right? Yes. So you can you can even just run it on desktop. So like uh, just on your monitor, you should be able to run VR chat. Awesome. Just ignore the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so is there anything else that you want to discuss about the project? Um, I don't really think I have any other like major things to discuss about the project. Uh, I've kind of covered everything that I need to. Awesome. Well, it it looks amazing, and and the reason why I wanted to reach out to you to to uh, come on the podcast, I saw some of the footage that you'd posted on Twitter, and I just thought about the different possibilities that that entails, uh, not only for Dragon Quest Nine, for uh, other projects as well. Um, it, I did see one other similar modding project. I know we were talking to uh, Komodo at one point. Um, uh, he wasn't able to join the call, but. Um, He's got a Dragon Quest Eleven VR project that he's working on too, uh, so hopefully I can get some details uh, from him on that uh, to share as well. But the, the possibilities for that uh, as well, and it, maybe that's you know that's already in Unity, right? So uh, the the way, uh, at least from my understanding, of how he's running the project, the way he's running it, you can actually play the game like currently. It's running it like off of the the actual EXE file that the game's running. 
the way he and I approach the projects are vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, uh, it'd be interesting to hear more about that as well. Um, and, and just different ways of, uh, um, of kind of tackling that. Cause like, like I said, I'd love to see other, other dragon quest games, um, you know, built into the, into this type of technology as well, like eight, um, or really just any, any of them. <laughs> or dragon quest five, and then we can recreate your story. Except for the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it would be the end. It would be the ending because it would be a video game in VR. But uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except we'd have to go to a mall to play it. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, any any other uh, uh, anything else you wanted to uh, to mention? Um, if you're interested in helping me, <laughs> I know uh, Komodo's <laughs> server perfect. as well. <laughs> Komodo's server, I'm there. Um, he's thankfully added a Dragon Quest Nine modding section, and I put a link to a lot of the tools I use there in the Yggdrasil modding community <laughs> on Discord. Right. Uh, and you're talking about uh, when you say Komodo server, you're talking about his Discord channel. Or... Uh, yes, uh, okay. his Discord server. So okay. that's like the what was it, the Yggdrasil modding, ser Dragon Quest modding server. I don't know what it's exactly named. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll have to get some uh, some links uh, for that for both those in the uh, in the show notes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I did not know he had his own Discord server, so that's great to know. Um, well. That's it for this episode of Slime Time. We do want to thank Sel for joining the party. It's a pleasure Thanks being so here. much for being here. So we don't use Patreon. Uh, we don't believe in, in um, pulling uh, money out of the fans' pockets uh, when we can offer you quality content for free. Uh, but if you do have money that's just burning a hole in your pocket, consider going over to the Dragon's Den at wudis.com den and click on support this site. Wudis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den DQ fan site for over 20 years and would appreciate any donation. Um, or you can use this Amazon affiliate link to make any purchases uh, at the top of the forums. Um, there's a little banner there. If you click, uh, if you click on the the banner, uh, it'll take you directly to Amazon with the affiliate link already um, uh, already in place. To advertise with us. Uh, reach out to us at DQ Slime Time uh, uh, on Twitter or Instagram, um, or uh, hit us up on slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any comments or questions for us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DQ Slime Time. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining forums still around. You can find it on the main page or at wudis.com slash forums. And we actually have recently started up uh, forum contests again. So February's contest is a coloring contest. Uh, we have six uh, six different pages to color and submit for badges on the forums, which is very exciting. Or you can also come and hang out with us and tons of other rabid Dragon Quest fans on the more official everyday Dragon's Den Discord server. Yeah, it's great to see those contests coming, making a comeback. Um... Like we, there's another one. I think that's trying to predict the month that Dragon Quest uh, Keshi Keshi is going to come out. Um, so that's uh, that's that's fun to see those coming back. Uh, and that was actually inspired by our previous uh, episode with um, uh, Democrobot, who used to run a lot of those contests for the Den. 
<laughs> and we'd especially like to thank everyone that made this possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Ludus, for his support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den lights on for decades. And thanks to Amanda Lepre and the Descent of Verdict for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. The Descent of Verdict is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them in their most recent album, Advent, out at www.descentsofverdict.com or on Twitter at D of Verdrick. And check out Amanda Lepre streaming on Twitch. Our thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist, DQ fan, for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time podcast and many of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website at dwaynebullockart.bigcartel.com. And if you're looking for more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, iTunes, Audible, YouTube, and more. Bye, everyone. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off. <laughs>